Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. It's a foot race, and Crowder is in there! A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught! Incredible play by Donald! He'll hit immediately. He got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh! Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studios. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And lots of news surrounding the Jets and the rest of the league because at 4 o'clock on Tuesday, it was the deadline for the franchise tag. And there were a bunch of players that were taken out of the pool that the Jets might have pursued, but a bunch of guys that are now going to be available on the open market for the Jets that some thought might not actually make it to the market for the Jets to have a chance to go after. But it turns out that because a lot of teams are up against the cap, not as many guys were franchise tagged as we were expecting. And so to talk through all of this, our friend, Mr. Nick Spano, co-founder at U Stadium. Nick, what's going on, buddy? We're here, dude. We finally made it. It's been <laughs> like uh, two months we were saying, oh, you know, we're getting closer, we're getting closer. And you know, the, the franchise tag window was kind of the the first uh, little bit of uh, hot hot stove, I guess, is that stealing from baseball, but like, you know, hot stove news that we get into the football offseason. So we finally made it through the, the first dead period of the NFL. So exciting times. Indeed, exciting times. It'll be even more exciting if the Jets go out and get some impact players in free agency, and we're going to talk about that in a second. But first, I wanted to start with some buzz you heard about Sam Darnold. Albert Breer came out the other day and said that eight teams have called the Jets about Darnold. He identified a couple of them as being ones that 
people should pay particular attention to Chicago, Washington, and San Francisco. You followed this up on U Stadium by talking about San Francisco and Washington. And now you heard something else in terms of a particular team being especially aggressive about trying to get Sam Darnold. Also, you heard a detail about a new fear that the Jets appear to be exhibiting about the possibility of hanging on to Darnold a little bit too long. Talk to me about what you've been hearing. Yeah, so I, I think, you know, when you know we were discussing it, I didn't even think we discussed it on the previous show, is um, they, they have to be careful holding on, you know, and playing their cards too close for so long because you know how fast the market moves. Like people are going to be, you know, trying to snatch up Jameis Winston and maybe someone takes a, a flyer on uh, Trubisky or someone signs um, Alex Smith to start, like let's say the Bears. That starts knocking off potential uh, landing spots for, for Darnold. And then you lose any kind of leverage where you want to pit another team against each other. And you're looking at, you know, team a, let's call it San Francisco who says, you know, we like Sam. We don't love him. We have Garoppolo, you know, we like, we think Sam has more upside. We'd like to save a little bit of money. Um, but, you know, I think we're just going to roll with, you know, player a and sign him to a, you know, a short term deal on free agency rather than give up any assets because, um, you know, we want to keep our assets. We want to add around what we have currently. Um, or, you know, if you take maybe a fourth round pick, we would do it. You know, so they need to, you need to have that, that chase that they have right now. You have Washington involved, you have Chicago, although I think that's a little bit of a, uh, definitely a distant third, I would say in this. Um, and then you even potentially have like New Orleans still around Carolina still around. Um, they're not trading him to New, uh, New England. So people, I know Jeff fans ultimately fear the worst. And, you know, you have like the Mike Greenbergs of the world who go on and cry <laughs> on public TV. Like he's going to go and Belichick's going to take him to the Hall of Fame. It's just like so dry and played out. Um, so we don't have to worry about that. But um, I mentioned the 49ers because they are the team I was told were the most aggressive right now with the only team that I was told so far that has an actual offer on the table for Darnold. Don't know the details of it, but they were the one team that I was told who at least has an offer. It doesn't mean that the Jets haven't gotten a few offers. Maybe they just don't like them or um, not at their, uh, not at their match yet right now in which they would feel comfortable trading him. So um, I don't think it's anywhere near done. Like I know I saw some typical Twitter sources saying that a deal is done and there was an agent on the boat and, you know, he's a sports agent for some, some player and that there's a deal done. There's no deal done. Um, there is an offer and there is at least one team who is aggressive and that's uh, the 49ers. So, you know, and then what happens with Garoppolo? So I think, you know, what, what makes Darnold attractive to the 49ers is a, the age, you know, he's at least, I believe six years younger than Jimmy Garoppolo. He's going to make 15 to $16 million less than Jimmy Garoppolo. And he definitely has a higher upside, definitely a lower floor. Um, doesn't have the resume that, you know, Garoppolo had one year of, you know, the one year he was healthy, he took the 49ers or went along with the 49ers to the Super Bowl. Um, but, you know, Jimmy G wins games when he's healthy. I mean, you could just, you know, just look at his resume, look at his, his win-loss record. Darnold, when he's healthy, yeah, he might win a few games here and there. I know we all, like, hung our hats on, like, the, what, 7-2 and two record or something when 
he was healthy in 0-10 when he's not there, but they're bad when he is there and they're bad when he's not there. So it really doesn't matter. Um, but the 49ers obviously see some upside and there's the solid connection with Shanahan. So I'm sure there's a, a healthy discussion going on. So if I had to kind of put him in order right now, I would definitely say the front runners for Darnold are the 49ers. And then uh, Washington is kind of hanging around the whole time. I'm not sure if they have any kind of offer. Wouldn't be surprised if they do, but um, San Fran is definitely the, the most aggressive team right now. And the Jets are starting to get a little bit nervous that if they hold to their plan and wait until April to make a decision on Darnold, that other teams are going to make moves and go in a different direction, right? Yeah, so that that's the that's the the ultimate worry is if we you know, if we take this up into the draft, there's no rush for us to trade Sam. You know, hopefully you find a team that is desperate enough to give up a first. I just don't see a team giving up a first. Um, never really did. So if there is an offer of a two, I would think, you know, two plus maybe a two and a day three pick or a two and a future pick. Um, if the Jets could get that, I'm sure they would move it. But the longer you wait, the less potential teams interested in, you know, because they're going to want to scoop up these quarterbacks like a Fitzpatrick, Alex Smith, you know, not, not future, you know, starting quarterbacks or elite guys or franchise guys by any mean, which, you know, on your wildest dream, Sam Darnold, everybody hopes is, um, you know, 23 or 24 years old, but you know, there's guys who can play in this league, Alex Smith. And, you know, he, he was, he was one a few games with or five and two with Washington last year, a guy who can win, you know, not going to take you anywhere, but he's another guy who's won games in this league can step in and play. If the bears want to sign him instead of giving up assets for Darnold, like that knocks out a competitor. So um, they're worried about losing uh, any kind of leverage that they have. So I don't think this is going to last too, too long. I think I wouldn't be surprised if like a few days or even like a week or so into free agency, um, if the quarterback market hasn't really moved as fast, I wouldn't be surprised if, if it gets done before these pro days are done. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Nick, I think Dak Prescott and his people have to be happy getting that record deal. Four years, $160 million, $126 million guaranteed. But I'm not so sure that Marcus May is happy with the Jets right now. We know that Marcus May's agent went on Twitter and expressed displeasure with the fact that it looked like they were going to use the franchise tag on him. They did. I think this is pretty simple. The Jets don't have a lot of good players on the roster. They do have plenty of cap space. Mm -hmm. So no need to let Marcus May go for monetary reasons. I would make the same case for Jamison Crowder. So... May stays for at least another year. We'll see if they get a long-term deal done with him. But it plays into the rest of what they're going to do in free agency because now, obviously, they're not going to pursue a big name at the free safety position. Not that they necessarily were going to do that, but with May back for at least another year, they don't have to go in that direction. But Mike Garofalo had some interesting things to say on WFAN today about what the Jets are planning to do. And it kind of matched what you said on the show a couple of weeks ago, Nick, that they seem invested in fixing the offensive line first and foremost and have the most confidence in their ability to do that, much more so than the ability to go after high-priced skill position players. But also, a lot of people have said Joe Douglas is going to be stingy. Joe Douglas doesn't believe in giving out big contracts. Garofalo seemed to think that that's not true, that last year he played it that way because there weren't a lot of big-name free agents that he thought were worth it this year with all the way the dominoes are falling, and we'll get into some of the guys that are available now that didn't get tagged. Douglas sees things differently, and with all this money to spend, he could take advantage of the fact that so many teams are cash-strapped and cap-strapped and strike and get guys that he probably wouldn't have had a chance to get otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you know, the Jets are in a, they're financially in a better situation right now than they were last year, too. They But the uncertainty with, you know, COVID, and you know, I know, obviously, people have taken hits around the league and owners and you know, nobody's crying over the, you know, owners losing any kind of money because they're not, you know, they're still making plenty of money with the TV deals and uh, just there's, there's no big loss for them, but the Jets are in a better shape right now knowing, okay, this is what's happening. Woody Johnson is back on board. He's not only uh, on Twitter more invested, but he's financially invested again. So um, they, the Jets do. And it's, you know, the most important thing when you look at obviously the cap space, we all think of, okay, they have 70 million in cap, second highest. They can spread it out here and there, but they also have like, money on hand right now in which they can spend, which last year they were a little hesitant to. And um, not only was the free agent market a little bit more dry than it is this year, like there's a lot of solid players making it to free agency. have positions of need for the Jets too, which is important. Um, but they have more, financial flexibility this year, not only through the cap, but also with money on hand to be able to spend. And um, I think you can say Woody being back is a positive in free agency. Now, is it a positive in other areas of the team? We'll see, especially the, you know, the chain of command 
Um, that's one thing that's left to be seen. But, you know, you would hope at his age and now being out of the game for like four or so years, he realizes like, hey, I'm just going to let these the guys who I or who I'm paying now, you know, earn their money between Douglas and Salah. I'm sure he feels they have some good business, you know, football guys in the in the building, and um, his, his focus is going to be how can I fan- financially help this team get better. So I think they're in a better financial spot, or I know they're in a better financial spot to to hand out real deals with guaranteed money. Whereas last year, you know, look at some of the deals, Perriman, you know, basically the guys who are free agents right now that they brought back, even, you know, some of the players that they retained, like Jordan Jenkins, uh, Brian Poole, like these were all one-year deals, no legit money. I mean, I think the only guys with like guaranteed money on their contract was Connor McGovern. Um, and, you know, I don't know, that that was still up in the air. Even fan, if they wanted to, they could get out of it with a really low dead, you know, dead hit, but um, I think they're going to ride with him for another year, right tackle. But, you know, they have the money. Uh, it seems like they're, they have an idea. Well, I hope so because it's a couple of days away, but they have an idea of where they want to spend it. And it seems like it's going to be on the offensive line. Douglas is going to fix the offensive line every year. It's just who he is. You know, he's going to, he's going to try and upgrade it until, you know, until he's not here anymore. So that's, that's going to be always a focus of his. And, um, I, I think this is finally the year they do land an edge rusher that we've been, you know, crying for for two decades. Is he going to be the guy? I mean, we'll see. But you know, I think with Salah here, um, Douglas too is his. Not only his offensive line is he, you know, uh, you know, is that his his mo? But I think you know, the defensive line as well. So I think he's going to be uh, very active there, and I wouldn't be surprised if they you know, strike the top guy at each level, you know, on the O-line and, and an edge rusher uh, pretty quickly and then kind of move on to basically fill out the rest of the roster. I'm not sure if, I'm not sure how many big name guys they would sign, but I would probably say two. And then, you know, if it's a Joe Tooney, Corey Lindsley, I would be surprised if they don't get one of them. Um, and then move to the defensive line and go to the Carl Lawson's, the Trey Hendrickson's, Yannick Ngakwe, um, one of those guys. So, then, you know, the wide receiver, the wide receiver conversation, I mean, does it change because Kenny Galladay hits the open market? I mean, he's a extremely talented player. Not sure, you know, he's a direct fit or, or a need, I would say, even though they need help at receiver. Um, does Curtis Samuel make more sense? Corey Davis. So, you know, there's, there's talented players. And then you have two tight ends, you know, that, that are available that didn't get tagged in Hunter Henry and John Smith. So, there are young, talented players that could definitely help this team. Um, so we'll see where Douglas, you know, allocates that that cap to, and um, they should be able to sign guys like like Garofolo said today that last year they signed guys to kind of fill some holes, just to basically fill out a roster. This year they're looking for guys who can come in and play out the entirety of a new contract and hopefully further. So there's a definitely definitely a change in like a philosophy or a game plan for them this year. So I think that's where the, the aggression, you know, the aggression or the aggressive talks come from. Let's talk about some of the guys that are going to be available to them and some that are not. We talked about Marcus May being franchise tagged and Dak Prescott getting a big contract at four years, 160 million, 126 million guaranteed. So he's off the board. Allen Robinson gets the franchise tag, expected, but he is not happy. I wonder if there's a possibility that he gets traded 
because it sounds yeah. like there's a lot of problems there between Chicago and Allen Robinson. So I would watch. For yeah, that. he's not happy. Yeah. And we're going to get into that in a second because I want to hear what you have to say. I know that you have some interesting intel on that. Cam Robinson, the offensive lineman from the Jaguars, a little bit surprising, but I guess they just want to keep that offensive line intact. Our old friend Leonard Williams, who I always thought was much better than Jets fans realized, and he put it all together with the Giants. Now the Giants want to make sure that they reap the rewards, so they tag him again for the second straight year. We'll see if they're able to get a deal done with him. Brandon Scherf, not a surprise there. My friend Larry, his uncle, John Matsko, is the offensive line coach for Washington. I don't have any inside info because it's not like Larry's uncle tells him anything. Other than the fact that I know that he loved that offensive line unit this year, especially Scherf, who's considered a leader in the locker room, tough as nails, and one of the best guards in the league. So I was not surprised at all that they tagged him again once it turned out that they weren't going to be able to get a long-term deal done ahead of the deadline. Taylor Moten, one of the best right tackles in the game. Carolina was not going to let him go. Chris Godwin, the wide receiver for the Buccaneers, gets the tag. Not surprised there. I think there was a much better chance of him leaving if he had broken free as opposed to Shaq Barrett, who we're going to get to in a second. They had a decision to make. They tagged Godwin. I think they tagged the right guy. Marcus Williams, this was a little bit surprising, not because Williams doesn't deserve it, but because the Saints are up against the cap again. I wonder if this opens up the possibility of some trades. I think certainly the aforementioned Trey Hendrickson is going to be gone. No way they can pay him. And then I'm going to let you talk about this in a second, too, when we talk about the ramifications of all these moves. But Ryan Ramchek, the right tackle, and Marshawn Lattimore, the cornerback, are both due to be paid soon. So maybe they get moved because I can't see how they're going to pay all those guys. Here's some players that didn't get tagged that people thought might. Shaq Barrett. Kenny Galladay, that's a big one. Kenny Galladay is going to have a huge market, I think, especially since both Godwin and Robinson were franchise tagged. Jonu Smith, the tight end from Tennessee, there was some conjecture he might get tagged in the end. He doesn't. Hunter Henry, I think they just didn't want to pay him $13 million. I understand that. That's a lot of money to pay somebody who's not an elite player. I think Henry is one of the best players at his position, but boy, $13 million is a huge pill to swallow for a tight end. Aaron Jones, the running back from Green Bay, he should have a market. Even though he's a running back, he's still one of the best running backs in the game. Joe Tooney, last year, the Patriots shocked everybody by franchise tagging him at the 11th hour. They didn't do that this time, so the Jets will finally have a crack at him. Carl Lawson, who you mentioned before, Nick, one of the better pass rushers in the league. He's going to have a hell of a market as well. Yannick Ngakwe and Matthew Judon, both guys from Baltimore. I thought they would probably tag one of them, but they didn't tag either one, so they both end up on the market. Judon is sort of a jack-of-all-trades guy. He's not a home run hitter as a pass rusher, but a really good overall outside linebacker. And Ngakwe has been trending down the last two years, disappointing in Baltimore and Minnesota this year, so I'm curious to see what his market is going to be. Keanu Neal could be an interesting possibility for the Jets just because he broke out and had a career year in Atlanta with Jeff Ulbrich as the defensive coordinator most of the year. Ulbrich, of course, now the defensive coordinator under Robert Salas. So you wonder if he could maybe pair up with Marcus May. That would be one of the better safety combos in the league. You do have Ashton Davis there, so if they like him, they might want to roll with that. But Keanu Neal, an intriguing possibility for the New York Jets, potentially. 
John Johnson, the safety from the Rams, can't imagine he's going to be in play for the Jets because they just franchise tag Marcus May. Shekel Griffin from the Seattle Seahawks, pretty good corner. Is he going to be somebody that would make sense for the Jets? I'm not so sure I pay him top dollar, but anybody who's a decent cornerback, you have to think is going to have a market, including William Jackson. You and I have talked about this before. He could be this year's version of James Bradbury getting a big contract, raising some eyebrows, and then promptly living up to it, at least in year one. Hassan Reddick, who had double-digit sacks this past season, although if you look at the analytics, it was a bit of a mirage. He breaks free as well. So that's a long list of names of guys that got tagged, didn't get tagged. Talk to me about all of these names, Nick, and where the Jets fit in with everything. Yeah, it's a pretty big group. I think, you know, the non-tags, Shaq Barrett, Kenny Galladay, Johnny Smith, Joe Tooney, Carl Lawson, like those, those are some really good young players in that position of need for the Jets. So um, I'm sure they were happy to see those guys hit the market, you know, not even if they're going to be signing all of them or any of them, but it adds to, you know, the pool of players that, uh, you know, the Jets will be hopefully active in. And if they miss out on their number one target, that number two guy isn't going to be such a big fall off. Like, you know, we saw last year, their number one target was Jack. Well, it was Joe Tooney, but he didn't make it to the market. So their number one target was Jack Conklin. And then they kind of had to settle to go pay um, a Connor McGovern. And then, uh, then Fant to kind of fill in the, the tackle spot. So, you know, this year, if you do miss out on a Joe Tooney, there's a Corey Lindsley there um, where he wasn't, or, you know, he wasn't available last year. And also at edge, if you do miss out on, let's say your number one target is Carl Lawson. Well, then you have Trey Hendrickson and Yannick Ngakwe. So um, there are some pretty, you know, not even pretty, really good plan Bs if the Jets do miss out on their top targets this year. Um Really, the only, I guess, the only surprise that, I mean, I can't call it a surprise, Cam Robinson tagged by the Jaguars was a bit of a surprise to me just because I don't think he's a great player. Um, but, you know, we all know how important it is to, uh, at least on the surface, you know, protect a young franchise quarterback. So I think this shows Lawrence that, hey, you know, we, we plan on being active and aggressive and, uh, you know, signing free agent linemen or, you know, making sure we do right and build an offensive line together. Um, and then the Marcus Williams one is, is a surprise just because of the cap situation that the Saints are in. Um, they were shedding salary. <laughs> now they have to find a way to clear 10 to $11 million more because they need to be under the cap by Tuesday, the 16th, um, you know, the, leading up to the first you know, day of the new league year. So not only do they have to get under, I think they're still, you know, 40 million ish over. Um, they have to find a way to make that 10 million fit for Marcus Williams because they have to carry that until uh, through this period to the new league year. So that, that kind of goes on the books right away. So um, then that, that leaves interesting decisions. Like you mentioned, the Ryan Ramchick and Marshawn Lattimore, those, are they going to extend one and trade one? Are they going to try to extend both um, and get that? They're both due around 10 million this year. Are they going to try and move some money around with an extension and add years to it now? Or are they going to extend one? Um, they have some cuts that they could make like Quan Alexander, Latavius Murray, uh, Emmanuel Sanders. I'm sure they're trying to shop them now, but um, 
those guys will be, you know, they'll move on from them. Malcolm Brown, their defensive lineman. So um, then probably look to do some kind of extension or um, move some money around with Michael Thomas, but something has to give with New Orleans. So some, it's a situation definitely to keep an eye on. I'm sure they've gotten some calls for, you know, Lattimore or Ramchick, even just to check in if they're available, because those are two top guys at their position. Um, two guys who could be of interest to the Jets. So hopefully Douglas has made a call there, but it is a, it is a really good group. Um, and the edge rushers are deep corners, decent. I, I wouldn't say it's great, but I think where the Jets, <clears throat> Jets are going to go is guys that are more familiar with Sala, you know, Witherspoon, Kwan Williams, maybe they look at Verrett. Um, but <clears throat> I don't expect them to be too active with like the William Jacksons or the Shaq Griffin. They could be, I mean, you know, Sala, Shaq Griffin plays in obviously a system similar to what Sala played in. But, you know, when you pay a top corner like that, when you pay a corner like that for agency, you're going to be paying some real top dollars. I don't know if that's on the Jets kind of game plan this year. Maybe they look in the draft at 23 or 34 to grab a corner and then maybe invest in earlier pick next year with one of the picks, um, you know, after they go quarterback this year. Um, but I think, you know, you will see them. If Shaq Barrett makes it to the, <clears throat> the open market, which technically he is going to, but unless he signs an extension, like they just um, did with Levante David, I think then, then all bets are off. I think he becomes like, you know, the bell of the ball, so to say. He's going to be the guy getting $20 million a year. Um, and I would be shocked if the Jets weren't, like, banging down his door because he's a perfect fit, young player, elite pass rusher, not a really good pass rusher, an elite, probably, you know, top three in the league. So if he makes it to Wednesday or Monday at this point, the, the, the tampering period, which if he was smart, if his agent was smart, he would, you know, at least try and get there kind of like what Amari Cooper did last year where he flirted with the Reds or Washington um, and then ultimately went back to Dallas and probably made a few million dollars extra just from flirting with the division rival. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Shaq Barrett do that and then end up back in Tampa. But I think if he were to at least start talking with other teams, money is going to get crazy for him. So that's the one that I'm really keeping my eye on. And then obviously Kenny Galladay, because I think when he's healthy, he's one of the best receivers in football, um, goes up and gets a big body, uh, really fast, underratedly quick. So um, those two guys are two elite level players, in my opinion, that are potentially available. So um, it's a really, really good group this year. And like, there's some guys you can get like mid-level free agents, like, you know, edge rushers and, and even some of the linebackers, like the Jets can fill a few holes in free agency that, and open that opens everything up for them uh, in the draft to kind of just go quarterback two. And then you're, you know, your best player available. I hate such a cliche term, but it's true at 23 and 34, you know, you're not like, Oh damn, I didn't get my edge rusher in free agency because the class sucked. So I'm, I have to take a guy here, you know, and that's when you kind of start to run into some problems when you're forcing things. In order to get under the cap by the start of free agency next week, Nick, a lot of teams are going to need to make some cuts. The Jets don't need to get under the cap, but they're going to make plenty of cuts anyway. Where's some players you expect to see the Jets cut? And tell me about some names you've been hearing whispers about being released from other teams around the league. 
Yeah, I think the the ones that we've all kind of heard about, right, like the Van Rotens, the Alex Lewises, the Ryan Griffins, um, just guys that are making, even if it is three, five, seven in Alex Lewis's case, that there's just no role for them or they're just not good enough to play here. Um, and the new coaching staff comes on board and has no use for them. You know, even someone like, the, like well, I mentioned Ryan Griffin, but even like someone like Wesco, you know, is – is LaFleur going to want to sign Kyle Juszczyk, you know, bring in somebody like that who's, you know, one of the best, if not the best and most kind of <clears throat> jack-of-all trades at that position, you know, is Westco going to get cut? Like, players like that, I mean, I don't think you have to worry about anybody too good, you know, having to cut, obviously, because, well, A, we just don't really have as much talent on the roster to really worry about, and B, they're so, um, they're in such a good place financially, not just this year, but going forward. You know, next year you might look at like a CJ Mosley and a, and a McGovern um, if they don't have good years this year. Uh, and then, you know, the one to watch is Crowder if, if they're able to up, upgrade a free agency um, or if they really like somebody in the draft that they feel can do what he does and is A, more healthy and B, much cheaper. Um, they can definitely move on from Crowder. You know, I don't think it'll be something where they cut him before free agency. It doesn't make any sense. You know, just see see what you're able to do in free agency if you're able to get a guy. You know, if you get a Curtis Samuel, is there really a role for Crowder? You know, so then you can move on and basically wash your hands and maybe it'll be an extra three or four million dollars a year, you know, to get somebody younger and maybe better in Samuel. Um, but, you know, I don't think there's going to be any crazy cuts by the Jets. Obviously, Henry Anderson was the one we expected. Um, and then it's just the, like I said, the two linemen that we all are looking for and you know, maybe they keep Van Roten in a uh, depth role, but um, I think they would rather kind of see what Cam Clark can do and also maybe Pat Elfheim coming back instead of a Van Roten for cheaper. Um, it seems like that's what the Jets could, could look to do. And then, you know, just around the league, you know, there's the, the guys that I mentioned from the Saints, Quan Alexander, um, maybe he could have a role with the Jets. Maybe he's somebody that they bring in to, you know, play opposite uh, Mosley. He had a, you know, obviously he was playing in San Francisco when Salah was there. Octavius um, Murray, Emmanuel Sanders, Malcolm Brown, those guys from the Saints, I'm sure they're trying to, you know, pick up some draft assets before they dump them. But it's, like I said earlier, it's, it's really a, a buyer's market. It's not, you're not going to be dumping guys like, you know, Emmanuel Sanders on a team and expect to get anything back at this point. You know, if maybe, if, you know, if Quan Alexander wasn't making $13 million this year, a player like him could have, you know, gone for a late round pick, but I don't think that's likely now. Um, the Browns with David Njoku is someone they, they've shopped for a while. They can move on from uh, the Jets. There's a few guards out there. Like, well, we saw the Raiders flip Trent Brown. They were going to cut him, uh, moved on from Gabe Jackson, Richie Incognito, but there's also Andrew Norwell in Jacksonville who they would like to move on from. And, um, the Giants are probably going to move on from two of their offensive linemen and Nate Solder um, and Kevin Zeitler. It looks like you know, they're going to go with that pair at right tackle and obviously Andrew Thomas at left tackle. And they're going to be, whether it's in free agency or in the draft, looking to get younger and cheaper uh, than Kevin Zeitler because they need to also fit Leonard Williams' $20 million tag um, under their cap. They're 13 over now. Well, the technically seven uh, seven over because of the uh, Williams tag. So if they move on from Zeitler and uh, Solder, they'll be think about like eight or nine uh, under the cap. So 
they have to make some corresponding moves too to get under for Leonard Williams. And then you have, you know, the Stefan Gilmore is one to watch in New England. I think that kind of relationship is really uh, pretty much over <laughs> between Belichick and him. I think they're looking to either trade or cut him. I don't know if they would straight out cut him because, you know, financially they're okay, but they would probably look to move him and get a pick back. And then, you know, the Zacherts is another market that's probably going to be um, coming to the front soon. I don't know. I know they've been holding out for a day two pick, um, just like they were holding out on the Wentz trade for a while. I don't think they're going to be able to land a day two pick for Ertz with the money he's making, his age, with his, you know, injury, a bit of an injury history the past few years. So, wouldn't be surprised if he gets cut, but I know there's a lot of interest around the league, but I don't think it's a so much of an interest that a team is going to give like a third round pick for him. So we'll see what they're able to get, but um, there's always a shocking release here and there that nobody was expecting, but I think you'll start to see, um, you know, with teams having to get under the cap, you know, there's at least 10 teams over the, the projected cap already. So there's going to be moves that need to be made. So I think in the next few days, you're going to see some, uh, pretty pretty big run on uh, some veterans getting released. Going to be a very, very busy time over the next couple of weeks. And then, of course, that leads right into the draft where things will get even busier, most likely. Nick Spano of U Stadium, so glad that you could come on to talk through all of this. And I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about once all the dust settles and we start getting headed towards the draft like I just talked about. A ton going on over at U Stadium. And if you want to be a part of it, you got to do one thing and one thing only. Right, Nick? That's download the app. That's it. And put those notifications on and you'll be in the loop as we uh, get rolling these next few days and weeks. Indeed. So make sure you put those notifications on over on the U Stadium app and make sure that you're visiting playlikeajet.com. We've got some great content up there right now, including Luke Grant writing about what Nick and I just talked about in terms of how some of these franchise tag designations could affect the Jets. Jim Garrity wrote a nice piece about the very necessary return of optimism among Jets fans where there hadn't been any in quite a long time. Luke Grant also wrote a piece about the Jets' possible day two free agent targets, guys that we may not have mentioned on this show, a little more under the radar. We've also got a fantastic mock draft from Clay Smarslock, who did all seven rounds for the Jets and then also did a full first round mock draft as well. So go ahead over to playlikeajet.com and check that out. And that's where you can find a lot of news and notes and whispers and all the latest happenings surrounding the Jets as we get ready for free agency as well. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.